Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And greetings to you. This is Brad Zockel, and I am here. Pastor Bobby's not here today, as you're with us on Questions About Heaven with Bobby and Brad. Pastor Bobby is with his family on vacation, a well-deserved rest, and I appreciate all of the wonderful comments you've had about our Pastor Bobby. He has had some wonderful insight into uh, the scriptures about heaven, and he'll be back with me next week. There'll be a couple of podcasts that I'll do on my own until Bobby gets back and then we'll have a great time of discussion once again. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to answer some of the questions that you have sent in. If you have a question that you would like to know, an answer about heaven, whatever the subject, and you'd like a biblical answer, then please write me at my ministry address. You see, I'm the director of Zulon International Bible Institute, and the spelling of Zulon is X-U-L-O-N, X-U-L-O-N, and if you would write me at brad at zulon.org, I'll get right to your question and I'll go do some research and get you some answers on a future podcast. The talk we're going to have today is about rewards in heaven. Rewards in heaven. And specifically, uh, do some people get more rewards in heaven than others? I mean, the person said, doesn't everybody, you know, aren't they equal in heaven? So if everybody has salvation that has come to Jesus Christ in salvation and is a believer in Christ, are we not all the same? Doesn't the Bible say something about men and women are the same and Jew and Greek are the same in heaven and slave and free, et cetera, et cetera? So we all get the same reward in heaven. Well, let's break that down. Let's talk about that, okay? So the subject today will be rewards in heaven. Now, I want you to take out your pen if you are not driving, that is, take a pen and paper, write these things down. Don't take my word for it. Do some research on here. Now, we know we have this benevolent God, this God who wants so much for us to come to him to salvation. And when we do, you see in Luke 19, 10, it says, well, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. And so as God in the flesh has come down to reach mankind so that they may find him that they may accept him, believe on him, have their faith in him, and count him as their Lord and King and Savior, well, then what he does is he takes that past, that sin, and he gets rid of it. As the, uh, the believer has given him their sin, Psalm 103 verse 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, I have removed your sins from you. As a matter of fact, Isaiah chapter 38, verse 17, we had talked about this in an earlier podcast. Isaiah 38, 17, I absolutely love. It says, I'm going to throw your sins behind my back. And the Jewish idiom for that is, I'm going to put your sins between my shoulder blades, which means no matter, like you have those post-it notes in high school when people used to put them on your back, you try to get them. What's kind of like this with the sins? No matter where God turns in this anthropomorphic term he's using, then he'll never see the sins. He'll never see the sins no matter where he goes. His love for us is so great that Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 16 says, it's as if he has inscribed you on the palm of his hand, tattooed your name. And I remind you what we talked about. It's like the sailors who were going out to sea in those days, 
and they would have tattooed on the palm of their hand the name of their family, their wives, their loved ones, uh, maybe even their hometown. And in one case I was reading, they would actually have a crude map etched onto their, or maybe a skyline of their town on their palms. So as they worked and their hands turned toward them, they would be able to be reminded of that things that they love so dearly. And God says, that's the way it is with me. And what I do, I love you so much is as if I have engraved you on the palm of my hand. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful verse. And it just tells us about God's intimacy with the believer, how much he cares. And with that, we also realize that some people will say, you know, dying is scary. You know, I mean, I'm a Christian, somebody says, but, you know, the unknown is really fearful as much as the act of death itself. And while I will tell you, you know, I'm not crazy about the moment of death in which I depart this life. I know that will be a difficulty in this body. But having the assurance of where I'm going is a great piece. And as 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18 says, that perfect love has conquered this fear. This Hebrews, if I have it right, it's Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14. It says that Jesus has not only uh, been able to deliver us by his death, deliver us from the uh, death that would take us away from heaven, but also he's defeated the enemy who has used death as a terror, and that terror has enslaved us all these years. So, as well as uh, we we read here that, like I said, repeating it, First John chapter four and verse eight or eighteen, perfect love has cast out all those fears. Now, we're reading about Isaiah chapter sixty-six and verse twenty-two, and there's one of the prophecies: "I'm making a new heaven and a new earth." What? Well, this is brought to realization. In Revelation chapter 21 and verse 1, I, John the writer, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And the first heaven and the first earth were all passed away. Now, when he says that, we have a new destination here. And we talked about this, and we're talking about preparing for it. It's a place that 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 13 says where righteousness dwells. Like that word for dwelling is like righteousness has made uh, it his home. And he's there. It's a very, very descriptive and graphic term. I love it, absolutely. And where Psalm 72, verse 7 says, righteousness will flourish. There will be an abundance of peace. Now, when we get there, everybody says, well, you said some of that rewards. Well, absolutely. The Lord says in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 12, I'm coming and I'm bringing my reward with me to give to everyone Uh, of the believers, every one of the Christians, on how they have served on earth. And this is repeated again when we look at Revelation chapter 14, verse 13, and it tells us a very comforting verse. It says, blessed are those who die in the Lord. Again, I'm not a universalist. Not everybody goes. You come by Jesus Christ in salvation. It says this, blessed are those who die in the Lord. They will rest from their labors and their works follow them. You'll be recognized for your works here. Now, here comes the question. If that's so, we all get, you know, a ton of presents, and you did tell us, Brad, that there was a reward seat. Oh, absolutely. Second Peter chapter 5, verse 10, talks about the reward seat and giving of those gifts. And so somebody says, well, great, okay, so we're all going to clean up. It's all the same. No one's going to be better than anybody else. No one gets more treasure. Whoa, put the brakes on. Let's talk about this, because there's always been a concern by people, 
you know, how about these people? It seems that they're just nominal in their Christian commitment. Now, you know, we're not even sure whether they are a Christian because they don't seem to do anything. They're very absorbed in their own lives. And so we can talk about that, you know, whether a person, according to Matthew chapter 7, is even a believer, you know, because it's all been verbal assent and no uh, real commitment. But I also want you to see this. Let's talk about Christians, and you're saying everybody gets the same amount of treasure. Well, that, my friends, is just not so. It's telling us, first of all, I want you to to, uh, understand this now. The Bible tells us that we are called to be faithful, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. It didn't say how much. You know, it's, it's, are you faithful for what you've been given? And if you read that passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, it's saying this, don't let anybody judge you because they seem to have more abundance of opportunities than you. God put you and your place in the world with certain responsibilities. And verse 2 reminds you, it's are you faithful for what you have? Verse 3, don't let others judge you. And verse 4, you shouldn't even judge yourself. Just be faithful. But that is very, very powerful when we talk about what will be the result of that faithfulness or unfaithfulness, all right? So I brought this up in an earlier uh, posting on one of the social uh, media that I have, and uh, it, it elicited a lot of response on this. See, I want the question is, is everybody going to heaven? You know, we see this, Matthew 25, 23. And we hear the words of Jesus himself, well done, good and faithful servant. Will every Christian hear this? Well, now maybe we ought to consider something here, all right? Because everybody just says, well, I I gave my life to Christ, but I pretty much liked a life of ease. And, you know, I know Christ has got to say that. Okay, is he hooked in a loophole to say you have done a fantastic job? Now, I want you to understand this, Okay. Because the Bible tells us, I'm going to look one up in Matthew chapter 6. I want to read this for you, and I want you to look at this, okay? Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. I want you to see uh, a, a very, very strong principle about service to the Lord, rewards that are given, and uh, a, a, a warning on this. You know this one, I think. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Well, there's something here. It's like a hesitancy. It's like a, a, a warning not just, you know, some flippant phrase. It's saying this, be careful on where you're putting your treasure. Now, I want you to uh, see this very, very carefully, because if you follow 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15, then there are people that will receive different rewards based on how they have served on earth, Okay. There are the judging of the quality of your service, whether it's nominal or you did this just because the pastor was hounding you, or maybe if you were a teenager and you just wanted to be with a group socially and you wanted recognition or somebody is a, 
has a talent, likes to be, quote, on stage, a phrase that I absolutely hate. Uh, when we call a, a church and we say people on stage, and I think I've told you about this, about one, I was watching on one clip of a man who was going to go out and speak at a particular church, and he said, I'm in the green room, and before I go on stage, and I want to show you something, and I said, my goodness, are we using this term, a theatrical term, for a place of worship? You're in the green room? Where have we gone in the place where we are having intimate worship of the Lord? It's become a theater. I was very, very disappointed in that, uh, that we are doing this. But you and I know there are many people in which uh, church is basically a concert, okay? And there are people that really do love the audience rather than a congregation. Well, that's the reward that's going to stay on earth. It's saying, store up your treasures in heaven. And the quality of the service, the people that I know that have worked in rescue missions uh, tirelessly and anonymously, a man at our church that does janitorial work without hardly anybody knowing it, he just serves that way. People that have been so faithful in witnessing to their family in ways, and they receive virtually no recognition. Well, the Bible says there are different levels of rewards. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. Very, very powerful. Let me share that with you and go there. Paul is writing to the Corinthian church, an infant church, and they're learning the basics. And you know, if you followed it, they were quite rebellious in many ways. But as he starts instructing them on things, good and bad, he lays out an important point in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and in 12 through 15, we're talking about service. And it says here in verse 12, Now if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, each man's work will become evident, for the day will show it, the day of judgment, it is to be revealed with fire. And anytime you see fire in the Bible, the symbolism is holy judgment, God's judgment. And the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. And if any man's work on which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he'll suffer loss. It's talking about different people will receive different rewards based on that. As a matter of fact, I'll take you even further. If you go to Luke chapter 19, verses 17 through 26, Luke 19, 17 through 26, there are different levels of authority given in the kingdom of heaven based upon service on earth. Different levels of authority are given. I have a young lady that was in my youth group years back when I was in the youth ministry, and she has been in Bangladesh as a faithful missionary in an emergency room over in Bangladesh, serving and witnessing for Christ these many decades. She is going to have a wonderful position of authority based on her tireless service. She remained celibate so that she could spend all her time in serving the Lord, and Lisa is going to have a wonderful, wonderful abundance of authority in heaven, I believe, because of her faithfulness as well. The warning in 1 John 2, 28 is this, that we would be serving the Lord, Christian, so when he appears, we will not be ashamed. And so I want to remind you about the very, very important truth. Are you serving the Lord with your heart, with your soul, with your mind, with your strength, using the opportunities? The Lord says there will be rewards. There will be recognition in heaven. We see it in Revelation chapter 6. Those that had died for the faith were recognized especially. 
uh, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10, if I'm not mistaken, says that God is not unjust. You will receive your rewards. And Matthew 10, 42, even if it's something as small as a cup of cold water, you're giving it in the name of Christ. Some people who have limited resources but a giving heart will be recognized. Well, I must go. Uh, We were talking about this, but please do remember, it's not just a one-size-fits-all in heaven as far as rewards. The faithful will be recognized for that, and I hope that this is an encouragement and maybe in some cases a warning to those Christians to make sure that we are serving the Lord and showing him our love, our lives, and our loyalty to him for one who has done so much. Jesus desires you, wants you to be with you. John chapter 14, you'll be with me. Where I am, you will also be. And with this, can't one of the things we do is just to honor and glorify him. Like it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Whether therefore, right now here on earth, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, you do it to the glory of God. And the rewards will be brought to you, and especially that wonderful relationship we'll have in heaven with the Lord. Thank you so much. I'm going to get going. This is Brad here with Zulon International Bible Institute, and we are talking about heaven. And we'll talk again taking some more of your questions in our next podcast. Thank you so much for being with me. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.